What's going on, guys? It is Clint Island with the Weekly Knoll Instant Reaction Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be going over FSU beating Wake Forest 38-17, to putting a clinic on both sides of the ball, a really good win by Florida State. It's just going to be me tonight. Uh, no Mike Ferguson joining me uh, for this recap, but it doesn't really matter because uh, we kind of all saw what happened with this game and uh, what Florida State looked good doing. So we're not going to spend too much time on this one, but uh, still going to give you some solid observations, some notes on what you just witnessed and what FSU can take away for the rest of the season from this game. So general overview, Florida State beats Wake Forest 38-17, and really it wasn't that close of a final score, or it wasn't as close of a game as the final score indicates, because really it, it turned into garbage time by the fourth quarter. Florida State went up 38-10 to after being down 10-0. to and uh, really, they just looked, they looked like the better team for most of this game. Florida, or Wake Forest got a late touchdown, and they kind of moved the ball a bit, so the final yardage is kind of skewed. But uh, even with that, no, with those asterisks, uh, Florida State pretty much still dominated this game statistically. Total yards, Florida State 485, Wake Forest 369. Yards per play, Florida State 6.9, that is fantastic and Wake Forest 3.5, uh, really just up and down the board. Florida State looked great. So I think everyone's kind of wondering about that beginning, right? Uh, Florida State comes out, or Wake Forest at least comes out on the first drive. They're on offense, and they just move the ball down the field. Florida State's linebackers are just caught sleeping. The secondary is playing off their man, and it's just it doesn't look good. Wake Forest scores field goal. Florida State offense comes out, three and out. Wake Forest comes out, another, you know, kind of defensive series punts. Florida State, three and out. Wake Forest comes back down and scores, same deal. Middle of the field is just wide open. They're just getting anything they want there. Florida State's having a lot of trouble adjusting, and it looks like it's bad for Florida State. Those flashbacks of 2006 start ringing out throughout the stadium and every FSU fan's mind because... It just looks like Florida State's about to totally have a letdown after the bye week and after the Miami loss. They completely turn it around after that, right? 10-0 Wake leads. Wake Forest did not score until the fourth quarter after letting 38 points go unanswered. How did they do that? You know, why, why, How did this offense look that bad to begin? Uh, again, you can kind of attribute this to Francois. And we're not trying to pick on a guy because he had a great game tonight. We're going to get into that. But Francois had an awful start. He was missing open receivers, made a couple bad reads again. And the offensive line, once again, they you know what you're getting with them. They just didn't look good. This offense came out and they just, you know, they, they weren't playing their game. They were trying to play tempo, but uh, it wasn't working. What really helped, at least what I, in my mind, I think, you know, once they got the ball and they started moving tempo again, and once his line gave him enough time to really make decisions and to not get a defender in his face every 10 set or every, not 10 seconds, that'd be amazing, every, you know, two seconds, uh, this offense just bloomed. It blossomed, and it just looked very, very what we, what we were expecting, right? Especially against Wake Forest. Wake Forest is not a good defensive team. They just aren't. They already fired their defensive coordinator a few game a uh, few games ago. Yeah, against was yeah it was against Notre Dame when they fired him. So 
Florida State really had no excuses to not put up a lot of yards and a lot of points tonight. Uh, some notes. The receivers today played very well. There's one play by Keith Gavin that a lot of people are going to think back on, and it was the play where he had a touchdown going down the left sideline, and then he lets the defender get up right beside him, just total lack of awareness, forces the fumble, goes into the end zone, touchback, and then everyone starts you know, the meltdown again because Florida State needed that. But then uh, Wake Forest throws an interception very shortly after, so it didn't matter. But overall, the wide receivers this game played very well. Even Nyquan Murray, who has those good and bad streaks and had a bad streak against Miami, comes back and he has a good streak against Wake Forest. He had some he had some good yards. He had some very good plays. Murray finished actually as the leading receiver, 131 yards, one touchdown, eight receptions. That's an Iquan Murray that we're kind of used to seeing. If he can put it together more consistently, then he's going to have a very a very nice end to the year at least because he's he's done well against Clemson and whatnot in the past few years. But uh, today, I think you you got to give it to the receivers. DJ Matthews played well. Trayshawn Harrison had a amazing touchdown. I mean, he's the future of that position, no doubt. He. I, I'm, I think he might be a starter by the end of the year, at least if he keeps playing like this. He's a very, very talented player. Uh, you know, other guys, Tamori and Terry, he was pretty quiet tonight. He almost had an amazing touchdown grab that was called back by a Jawan Williams hold. But other than that, once his offense started giving Francois some time, you saw him become a better player. And we knew that coming in, we're hard on the kid. But we have to give credit where it's due. And Francois, has he just turned it on for this game. 353 yards, two touchdowns. What else is there to say? I mean, we he still can make a lot of good reads on the read option, but you already know that's what he's going to do, and you know what you're getting with him. Now, if Florida State comes out and looks like that against Clemson or Notre Dame, or maybe even NC State, No, it's not going to be good. They're not going to have those 38 unanswered points. But overall, you have to think that the coaching staff understands, you know, got to come out earlier, got to come out firing, can't let good teams get ahead. Beneficial for them is that Wake Forest isn't really a good team. A really good performance for Cam Akers. He didn't break the 100-yard mark. He actually finished two yards short, 98 yards. But he had two touchdowns. And he had a long 58-yard rushing touchdown. And just from a mental aspect, that's huge. There's all those BS rumors of, oh, Cam Akers isn't happy. He's going to be transferring to Ole Miss. It's garbage. It's completely garbage. But a game like this can really do wonders for your psyche. Because if you've been playing all season, your offensive line has not helped you out at all. And then all of a sudden you go out against Wake Forest and you have these Fantastic, you know, you have two touchdowns and some great plays. I mean, that that can do wonders for you. I think we're going to see a better Cam Akers from here on out. It looked like he played better today. It looked like he was more patient. And uh, I think overall, you know, that's, that's kind of the bounce back you need, especially when you can't run the ball that often. And in the first half, they really struggled. But as they came out in the second half, they looked a lot better in that respect. So that was some good improvement by the offense. And it was a good it was good play calls by the coach too. Give credit to Sagger. Very good rebound. Defense, kind of the same thing. I think people are wondering, 
uh, how that defense started that bad, how Wake Forest was moving the ball with Sam Hartman, how tempo was just killing the Knolls. From what I saw, and I'd have to review the film, but from what I saw, it was it had to do a lot with Florida State, one, not getting pressure with the defensive line, and two, their cornerbacks were playing off Wake Forest receivers. And once one started to occur, right, like <clears throat> once Brian Burns started getting pressure, once Marvin Wilson and Demarcus Christmas really started to control that interior, you saw Sam Hartman get flustered, true freshman QB, have to do that. And once he didn't have that time to stay in the pocket, it really, really helps out the cornerbacks. It really gives them enough time to look over what they're doing wrong, to go over and you know talk to Barnett, see what's going on, what they're seeing from the field, and correct their mistakes. I don't think there were that many coaching adjustments in this one from the defensive perspective. I think there may have been a little bit more emphasis on press coverage and uh, a little you know another shift away from zone. But overall, they turned into masterful defensive performance. Um, looking at okay, so 369 yards. That final Wake Forest drive basically did nothing for you. Um, 75 yards was how it was the stat for that one. So if we go to game. Yeah, so I mean under under 300 yards for a team that ran 100 plays. 104 plays is actually the exact number. That's really good. That's one of those areas where you're going to see the raw stats and you're going to say, oh man, the FSU defense didn't show up. No, they did. Wake Forest just ran 104 plays, so naturally they were going to get that much yardage. I think the defense overall, even if they had a little bit of luck on the turnovers, I mean, they forced Wake Forest to go to different QB. That's as, that's as much of a uncle sign as you, as you can get in college football when you force the best quarterback uh, to go to the sideline. Other notes, uh, offensive line still, still struggling. They're better in pass protection. They really are. I mean, they have turned a bit of a corner with that one. I'm not going to say that they're good in pass protection because they're not, but they're giving Francois enough time, again, on certain drives to make things happen. Against Wake Forest, that'll that'll do. Against Miami, as we saw, no, it's not going to do. But, uh, you know, encouraging performance. Uh, you really hope that Brady Scott's injury is just a one-game injury, that he can come back and play fully healthy. He played in the second half of the game, so it wasn't uh, wasn't a bad sign. But overall, you know that, I, that you're one injury away from doomsday, right? You had to play Jawan Williams in this game, and on his first play, he gives a, he causes a holding, which takes back a touchdown. I mean, he's you don't want to play him at all. So you got to keep Brady Scott in there. You got to keep the other guys like Derrick Kelly going, and uh, you just kind of got to hope that. They gel. You you really can't afford any injuries, so you're just stuck in that limbo of work with what we got. Land addictions not coming back, so might as well. Overall, 38-17. Uh, don't discredit this win. And Wake Forest is not a good team. They're an average, maybe subpar team. But for this Florida State squad to finally have a game where they can put the backups in, where they can play a fourth quarter without the fear of giving up a lead, I mean, that's that's a sign of growth, especially when you go down 10-0 and you look sluggish, right? So don't, go, so don't 
act like this win's not big. It's yeah, it's not big in terms of, you know, oh, it's a great opponent, but look, you're two games closer to bowl eligibility now, or you're a game closer at least. You need two more for bowl eligibility, and you did what you were supposed to do. Wake Forest is no juggernaut, but if you had lost to them, your season's over. Now you beat them by a fair amount. You controlled that game, and you kind of got some reps for guys that usually may not get them. Uh, you got some in-game experience again for your starters, making them gel a little more. Uh, th- I mean, that was a big thing today was less less mental mistakes. There were still a couple. There were still some more legal formation penalties. But overall, this team didn't have that many dumb mistakes. They didn't have those dumb oh my gosh, what are you doing? You know, no blown coverages that I could think of at least. There was maybe a couple, but nothing egregious. Really? I mean, that's all you can ask for, especially against Wake Forest. Now, the next game, if I'm not mistaken, it is Clemson. Yeah, it's Clemson next week. Uh, I guess we'll do this in the article, so I'm not going to give too much of a prediction now, but uh, your defense is going to keep you into it. I would think, because I think your defensive line is going to be able to get Trevor Lawrence. I think you're going to play with much more intensity to start the game than you did against Wake Forest. Uh, But, uh, you know, your offense, I'm not expecting Francois to throw for 300 yards. I'm not expecting anybody to have a really good game there. But you have a win now. You have a good barometer for what you can be this season. Even if you're not going to be up to your standard, you have a good floor for what you can be. And uh, really, you know, it's mental. They might come out and they might shock the world next week. I I doubt it. But the first step in doing that is beating Wake Forest, having good games from Cam Akers, DeAndre Francois, all those guys, and just reminding your playmakers that this is what it's supposed to be like and this is what you're supposed to play like. It's a blowout and it's that simple. It's a good blowout for the team and a good mental reminder for the squad. Uh, That's going to be all I have for tonight, guys. Thank you for tuning in to our Instant Reaction Podcast. Before we go, we'd like to give a word to our two sponsors, NullFan.org and Southern Solutions LLC. Those guys have been with us for a long time now, and you know how much we recommend them, how much uh, we love their business. Uh, So without further ado, since Mike's not here, adios, guys. Have a good night, and enjoy this win before... Clemson next week.